Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Ben Pinkelman, the Colorado kid in studio, sat down with Logan Corndog Collins, myself, talked everything sevens, including his come up through the Denver Barbarians, all the way to the Olympic Training Center, where he now resides in Chula Vista. Not to mention the fact that he's on the verge of making a Rugby World Cup 15s roster. Pink's the ultimate jackknife, can do anything, play anywhere. Also, he's a great interview, great guy. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, we got it. Ben Pinkelman, Colorado kid, in the building, along with our favorite co-host, Logan Coindog Collins. Thanks for coming through. So happy to be here. We got it. It's been a long time coming. Ben Pinkelman, in the building, off a fantastic season with the USA Eagles on the HSBC Sevens Tour. Free plug there for that international bank. Uh, On a team that not only qualified for the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo, but finished second in the world. Uh, coming down to a semifinal with Fiji in the, the final stop in Paris. Oh, yeah, and he also made the 2019 Dream Team. Welcome, Pinky. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that excellent introduction. <laughs> did, I, did I check all the boxes, or do we have more accolades? Um, what I mean, was... I, t- other teammates made the Dream Team, too. You throw that in there. You got Flau and Steve. Mm-hmm. And Danny won the UL Mark of Excellence Award. Got to throw UL in there, too. Big time plug. Um, what else happened? No, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, well, let's bring it back to where it all started. When's the first time you got a ball in your hands? And what was the reason that rugby pushed through to you? First time I got a ball in my hands was freshman year of high school. I had just, it was the spring of my freshman year, and I was just really annoying the shit out of my mom. She wanted me out of the house, so I, she gave me two options, either go play rugby or go do track and field. Um, wasn't going to do track, running sucks, so me and my cousin Ryan McManus, who I went to school with, were like, let's go give rugby a shot, uh, we went out to our first practice, was fucking confusing, so lost, we did like a ruck drill, I had no idea what a ruck was, you're just like, someone runs with the ball, falls down, you go jump over them, and you just did that all the way down the field, and all the older guys were like, what is this idiot doing? But jumping in is the way to do it, whenever well, I see someone is... come out, first training, and they're like dipping their toe in the water, and not not like yeah. fully going, jump I'm like, I was a full broad jump over person, <laughs> and that was my first rucking form. And that was it? Um, yeah, I mean, that was my first practice, kept going, I separated my shoulder like my second practice tackling someone. This is Cherry Creek High yeah. School? Yeah, we did like a one-on-one tackling drill, I was like, are we supposed to go 100%, because it seems kind of tough, and then no one could tackle me. I try to tackle someone and I separate my shoulder. So I try to tackle like football and just kind of jump yeah. in there like Cut everyone it. does. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I played my first game. It was the most fun thing I ever did. That's it. Any uh, dazzling offloads like we see out on the circuit? I sucked freshman year, I think. <laughs> I, yeah. No, freshman year I was pretty bad. Sophomore year got a little better. But even by senior year, like talking to my teammates, we'd have conversations. I'd be like, why would I pass you the ball? <laughs> I, c- I could run over. I, I know there's space there. I see that. I could run there. Yeah. And they'd be like, pass. I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I got this one. <laughs> well, that brings us to where we met. You, you went to CSU, but it was very clear to you after you played um, with the Denver Barbarians, green and white, America's greatest club, uh, that you kind of outgrew the college game a little quickly. Um, 
but you guys met the summer before I came to town. Now, I have a story about meeting Pinkelman, but Pink, what was your first? It was summer 2012. Am I correct? Yeah, right after I graduated high school, I went to sevens practice with the Barbos. That's it. You Tyson, hear that? If you're ready, skip college. Just go to men's club. Tyson me came out to select side training senior year, and it was a battle with like not battle. <laughs> Glendale coaches were talking to me and Tyson was talking to me but my junior year of high school we got into a big brawl with Glendale's high school team and they knocked our coach out like oh, a, a player punched our coach knocked him out who's your coach? Um, Boggs John Bogdanoff or something I don't think he's very involved in the rugby community anymore but yeah he got punched in the face and the whole team had a big brawl where we all got our ass kicked because these guys were all like massive MMA fighters and we were little high school rugby players um, and so my mom had no no intention of ever letting me play for Glendale so nice. I went to the Barbos practice yeah uh, well someone in the circle <laughs> fell and played for him but you know we won't name names <laughs> I was say the first time I actually saw Pink play I think it was it was one of these high school like regional all-star tournaments out at Aurora Sports Complex because I was out there with Mangan and some other guys must have been my first couple years on the Barbos and we're kind of just like volunteering and coaching. And he was out there. He was just clearly better than everybody. I think he was playing like fullback or something at the time. Uh, I think that year I moved from like outside center to fullback. Yeah. To... And it was just every time he touched it, it was just, you know, going 80 meters. So yeah. it was pretty clear that, you know, the writing was on the wall. He was Those right. were the good old days. And I still never got selected for high school All-Americans. Yeah. Well, it said I was either too small to play in the forwards or too slow to play in the back. They so, don't, you know, they don't just, take just, just not good enough. Yeah. Well, they can eat their tongues. <laughs> Because in the first year at Barbos, you guys went to nationals, if I recall, right? Logan went to nationals. I was on the second side. Oh. I still wasn't good enough. How did that taste? Um, After dominating high school, was it... Oh, I came in shot? cocky. Super <laughs> cocky. I thought I was so good. But then this team was stacked. And I would go to practice, and I was clueless. Okay. And they were playing touch, and I would get run circles around me, and was like just kind of lost. What year is this? 2012, that summer 2012. It was, the year, um, it was the year that it was in San California. Hunter Leland was on the team. Hunter, Kyle, Taylor yeah. Howden, Max was the back line. Full names. Hunter Leland, uh, Kyle Hitt, Taylor Howden, Max Dauchville was the back line. Nice. That's Big a fire club free, back line. Bobby yeah, Big Cat was out there. I think Bobby and Cox were yeah. on Bobby the bench. Yeah. It was um, Ross Buckin. Yeah, was Ross was out there. Ross the boss. Oh, I even thought Ross was better than me at the time. <laughs> he was. <laughs> so that was a good team. You went second side the whole year. Yeah. You go back to college. Do you play with CSU now? Yeah. What's the step down like? <laughs> <laughs> it was um, filled with a lot of alcohol and a lot of good times. It yeah. wasn't too focused on rugby, but it was a great year. But you'll always have Ram Rugby in your heart. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I think we... We beat CU that year on a game-winning kick by Ryan Walker, twenty to seventeen. Uh, I think we lost in the first round of playoffs, like usual. Yeah, El Poly. There you go. Well, once the Cal team, yeah, yeah. comes into town. <laughs> but next summer was my first year of sevens, and I played the fifteens. I was fresh out of college, and I remember, like you said, very cocky. Oh, I had a good year in fifteens. Imagine how well I'll do in sevens. Come on, and then all of a sudden, there's a kid. Three years younger than me, two inches taller, 15 more pounds of muscle mass, way more athleticism. And I was like, fuck, I'll just go fuck myself. And 
Sure enough, that year I started behind the uh, the two gentlemen sitting right here, Logan Collins and Ben Pinkelman. But it was a fun year. Do you boys recall running Glendale into the turf seventy to three in a sevens game? I'm sure they scored three. I was it a zip? Is that at Dix? It was yeah, at Dix. Dix. I, I know we scored seventy. I, I was being nice my... and saying three. Yeah. That was the picture of the background on my phone for a while. I just think it's remarkable <laughs> to score seventy points in a sevens game. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But we, we had a good year. We went to nationals in uh, the Pittsburgh suburbs swamps, and we lost in the second half. We, we were up 7-5, to five or, or down 7-5 at halftime, and then we lost like 30-5. to five. Seattle. Seattle. Old yeah. Puget Sound. They're deep. Deep team. They're good. I and there's that. a picture of us with silver medals on, and we all <laughs> sour pusses on. Just like, fuck this. <laughs> That's a signature for me. Because I think even for Pink that year, you were playing you were playing center, weren't you? Yeah. So, like, I mean, I mean, I really wasn't even that much of a believer at first. Maybe <laughs> Pink, like, I'll just say it. I thought he was just like this scrappy young kid that could play well. But I think that was probably the first time when I realized he was just going to be better than everybody. When he's squared up in the championship game against Mike Palafau, who I'd still say is probably, even at his age right now, is probably better than most players out there. And... Pink was just shutting him down every time defensively. Like, Mike's taking gaps and making his runs and throwing the steps at him. And just to where you can have, like, that blanket defense. That was from a kid who was, what, probably 19 at the time. I mean, it was it was obviously just going to go a bit further than Barbo 7s. So let's flash forward through many good years of Barbo 7s. Obviously, we never fucking won Lots the title. We'll change that this year. Um, but you find yourself... Gapping into the Eagles, who made that connection? Who made the call? How did that transfer happen? I went to my first camp. It was like the second big camp Mike ever had, and there's probably like 50 guys there, and it was a ton of fitness. And I'm sure a lot of people know the stories, but some people may not. It was yo-yo. As soon as you're out of the yo-yo, you had to go do half moons on the sideline, and then as soon as everyone finished the yo-yo, you did another yo-yo, and then after that, it was like five meter up downs and bear crawls till you puked. Just miserable. Um, I went to that camp, and then Carlin Isles actually hurt my elbow. I tried to fend him. Little guy threw my arm down and hyperextended my elbow. And I didn't play the rest of that camp. And they were like, um, go back to school, keep playing, whatever. Get your education. We'll keep talking to you, but <laughs> you aren't ready right now. Um, and then I went to Nationals that next summer in Seattle, I think it was, where we got fifth. And that's when... Yeah. Chris Brown came and talked to me and said, "Come, we want you to come back. I got to throw my hand up there. They snuck the quarterfinal in to the Saturday, and I got rounded by Gannon Moore Ooh, to that. start the game. That's that was that was 5 nothing. If you think that Kansas was the City. issue in that game and not Kayvon throwing the ball away 17 <laughs> times, shots <laughs> fired. Then you are too concerned about And yourself. the weirdest thing was, yeah, I, I missed the tackle, and I was so sure that I was going to get pulled. I was just kind of like collapsing in my own head oh, that sure. that I, I didn't play great, but he kept me in the whole game. I was like, what the hell is going on? I was Jason trying to get a sub, damn it. <laughs> nah, we blew that, yeah. But then the next day we came back, beat Nyack, took fifth place, but it just sucked because we felt like that was the oh, year. That was the year. If only they had the quarterfinal Sunday. I was finally fit. I came back until Africa. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The minute you got into camp, did you know you belonged at the OTC? And no. did you want to know, know it was a career? No, I never really believed in myself, probably. I, even when I – I remember talking to Kevin Swearin, um 
in like November, December, right before the Olympics. So right before we went to Australia and New Zealand, I was like, I'm just here having a good time trying to learn. Like, I don't think I'm actually going to make the Olympic team. Yeah. And he was like, yes, you are, you idiot. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think so. But I don't know. I never really thought I was that very good until probably I got my first starts in Vancouver after we had a lot of injuries in Vegas. I probably struggled on the series up to that point. But then once I got that first starts in Vancouver and was able to play really well. That's like I got I, this. Yeah. 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 There's always an inflection point. Yeah. And that probably was it. You're like, I'm getting selected on the team. They want me to start. They probably think I'm the well, best guy. So I was I went into it like when everyone got hurt, I was like, Oh well now I have to start. <laughs> like yeah. I'm gonna start. God so I better wrap my head around that. You're hiding. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna play every minute probably. So I wrapped my head around that pretty early, probably the, right after Vegas. And then was able to just act when I actually did it afterwards. Is probably when I was like, okay, I can do this. Let's flash forward to this year. Unbelievable year. I mean, we could talk about the Olympics, but we all watched it. Like, you know, you're, you're dialing up another Olympic near next yeah. year. So yeah. fuck Rio. We're done with that. Thanks. What was this year like? Getting second place. Everybody knows we had so many second place finishes to start the year. Four in a row. That's what I'm known for. It's blue, that's blue balling. It's the, the Barbo's fault. Yeah, it's the I blue think. balls. Yeah. It's the Barbo's curse. It's fault yeah. of the team. <laughs> but um, you cracked through in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, we did that the year before this year. Oh my God, that felt fucking good. Yeah. That was, that was insane. We needed that as a team. On home like, soil. Yeah. Party with your fans. Yeah, rushing the field. Yeah. Great times. Oh, yeah. And in between that, let's go back to the Rugby World Cup 7s where Rugby Pickham had boots on the ground. How does it feel that you're the fourth Pinkelman to come on the show? We already interviewed your mom, dad, and sister. How'd those go? Were those pretty entertaining? It was good. They immediately critiqued that you were too slow. That's a fact. That was after Friday's games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but your dad kind of defended you and was like, well, you know, he plays hard. and He you know, runs with a hunchback. It's really yeah. hard to defend. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you're the fourth guy. What, which sister did you interview? Was that I, I'd have to check the tape, but I think it was Emma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that was fun. And yeah, that was not fun. Well, well yeah, yeah. you said that. As a competitor, not, not winning fun. is never fun. As a fan. Oh, that was one of the worst ways to lose of all time. To England? On an extra yeah. time on a cross kick? Oh, Are you kidding me? And then it was just, I think it was the, the game after that, or maybe the second day, whatever it was. Just, the RGs. Yeah, the Argentina game. Oh, kicked the after, shit out of us. That was real bad. That was so, right after we talked <laughs> with Kayvon, and he said that they were the chirpiest team on the circuit. Oh, yeah, we don't I, like Argentina. I remember you said that before, too, that like in the locker room after that game, or maybe after the tournament, was kind of like a moment for the team to where everybody just like talked and really laid it out there that hey like you know fuck it let's come out and let's just win it next year let's yeah. just win it reflection time and yeah like that was Falau mostly just being like you guys are good enough quit being fucking babies quit being stupid like you're good enough to go win the series we can win every tournament we have the talent to do that and yeah. it's like yeah like okay let's do it. That's been an awesome progression to watch just like as a fan of the team and just knowing some guys on the team going from where we were, you know, worried about getting relegated out of it to then starting to work up to where we were kind of floating around like 12th place. And then we hit this series of years, I mean, we'll say I don't know, 2014, 2015, where we really started, you know, getting a lot more quarterfinals and semifinals looks. And then we were starting to be way more consistent with it as it's been an interesting progression to watch. And it is really crazy, too, just because a lot of the players are the same. Yeah. And you could say it's all coaching and Mike, but I really – like, he is an excellent, phenomenal coach, but just those players have grown so much that I think with 
other coaches, they also could have done similar progressions. Like it's just growing as a player and going through those experiences and getting better in those moments. Cause it, like you said, it was never making the quarterfinals yeah. to, okay, now we're making the quarterfinals like then you're with 50 your- to 75%. Okay. Now we're winning. Now we're in the semifinals and we're just losing the semifinals. And like this year was now we're in the finals and we're losing the finals. Yeah. So hopefully it can now be a, now we're going to win the finals. And you were saying your goal this year was just like win, win the pool, like go three and yeah. oh, on day one. So slow. It was yeah. Top four. All that mattered. So all that means is get out of the pool. Not even win the pool. Didn't even care. If we win the pool, we win the pool. But it's get out of the pool, win the quarterfinal. It's all that matters. So, I mean, even aside from just players being different and a year further along in their rugby progression, I'm sure there was just like a culture change over, we'll call it that four or five year period. I mean, what was what's different about Eagle Sevens today, or we'll say a couple months ago versus you know five years ago? We've just been together so long, that group. Like, it's just, there's no more indecisiveness. There's no more uncomfortableness, like, with, like, me talking to anyone on the team. There's not going to be a awkward thing to talk about or a uncomfortable moment. I can go to Kayvon and be like, hey, Kayvon, you turned the ball over 17 fucking times versus Kansas City in the quarterfinals and Nationals. You need to do better. And but we'll just like that kind of communication at practice and in games to always be getting better. It's blunt honesty, right? It's blunt honesty, but also understanding when maybe you can't be bluntly honest yeah. and you have to be a little softer and just like trying to get the best out of everyone from every person. Well, we all play with Maximo De Achavala. No one's more bluntly honest on the field than Maximo. Definitely where I learned my style. Yeah. Well, I'm actually very different. On the field, I'm very positive. Everything's positive. You only have 14 minutes. I mean, how pessimistic can you be? Yeah. yeah. Everything's next job. Great job. You're doing fine. Yeah. It'll be or okay. forget about it. Yeah. If you Off the field, it can be like... Get better. What the, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your favorite stop on the tour? It's uh, a 10-stop tour now. Do you ever think they'll bump it up to 12 like they're forcing these 15 players? We do a survey every year. And you said no, no more tours. If they stops, bump it up to 12, there'll be a revolt. <laughs> None of the players want that. None Every league has it, the NFL, year to year. Can we put two preseason games in oh the regular season? 15 test rugby. They freaking suggested a world tournament every year. I mean, can will there always be that fight where sponsors want push for more? Definitely. Players are like, fuck no. Definitely. And as players, you want more money too. So like more stops could mean more money, but then your body is so fucked. Like you just can't do it. Especially like if they don't extend the season, they were talking about doing 12 tournaments in the same amount of time, which we already have like, our schedule already basically is after Christmas is two weeks to train, two weeks to trap, three weeks to travel and play the tournaments, a week off, two weeks to train three weeks to travel and play the tournaments. Like, it's nonstop. So trying to squeeze more tournaments in, I think, is just a terrible idea. And there's already enough injuries that happen. It's hard enough to stay healthy. That being said, what's your favorite stop? Hong Kong is an absolute blast, and Cape Town yeah. are the top two. That's everybody's favorite stop, isn't it, Hong Kong? Yeah. Shout out to Pinky. That stadium's just so cool. Pinky gave me tickets, Hong Kong, 2016. No big deal. I'm connected. <laughs> I literally, Isn't it awesome? Though? I posed with the tickets. I was so happy. <laughs> Hong Kong's the best. It has the best environment. And granted, I don't. I haven't been to every stop, but we are going to BC Place next year. Rugby Pickham's going to have boots on the ground. That's our stop in Vancouver because we don't know what the hell is going on with the U.S. stop. Yeah, very true. I told Paul Emmerich the other day that he should get on the phone and tell someone to have it at Aviva. And here's why. Houston in March is beautiful. They have two international airports. 
and it'd only be seven thousand, so it'd be super exclusive. <laughs> Thumbs down to Houston and Aviva. Has, has that the, not been decided where it's going to be? I have no idea. We could we could go on for that for years. It needs the same Vegas, I think, though, because yeah. that draws people from all over the country. Yeah. Go party in Vegas. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how many people are really going just know, to watch the second time off work for Houston? <laughs> Well, I just think they'd crush because it's only 7,000, so it would be exclusive. To get tickets would be very, very hard. It's not a big stadium. It would be a lot of corporate sponsorships, and you know how Texas does their thing. They just fucking go hard. Like They would make the best drinking section possible. It's just a thought. Hey, USA Rugby, you don't pay me for my ideas, but they're worth no, money. Nobody's you paying you for that. <laughs> Being ultra-exclusive is not a recipe for like ticket sales. <laughs> but... but they knock down baseball stadiums to build ones with more luxury booths. So maybe it is. Would you rather sell more general admission or, you know, multi-thousand dollar suites? I think you're wrong on this. All right. We'll move on. This <laughs> place was fun, though. It's, yeah. very, it's much more family-friendly tournament. Well, we're going to be like a group of six dudes, including Uncle Johnny. So we will not be family-friendly there. <laughs> you're not going to fit in, but that's yeah. great. It's well, awesome. we'll see you there on the stop because... And we'll intro into our friend Pinkelman is so elusive, Pinky, the jackknife. He's not only a world-class sevens player, he's making or attempting to make the Rugby World Cup 15 squad. Pinkelman, what's the news? Are you going to play against Canada Saturday? No, I'm not in the team versus Canada, not in the 23. I'm going to be resting my ankle and back all week and hopefully be able to go versus Samoa on August 3rd. Hell yeah. How's camp so far? Camp's been intense. It's been very tough. A lot. I was expecting coming from sevens that I'd have fitness pretty much covered and I'd just have to deal with collisions, but even the fitness for this 15s camp has been pretty brutal. We were up at Air Force, higher altitude than even here, and super hot. And that was rough. A lot of different training. It's interesting going from 60-minute trainings with 14-minute games to 90-minute trainings. And just trying to hang on for those last 30 minutes of just getting destroyed. Obviously, you've played plenty of 15s before, so it's not like you're new to it. But different game, different skill set. Has there been certain adjustments that you just had to make in your game to, to feel like you're actually adding something out there? Uh, I wouldn't say that feel like I'm adding something because I still am doing really well with like the defensive breakdown, which is kind of my bread and butter in 7s. And that's been a pretty smooth transition to 15s, almost even, I don't want to say easier, but it's a little different just because it's more bodies coming at you, but it's less accuracy almost. They're going for more things. There's more things going on. You can kind of sneak through. How big are you right now? 210? 215? Yeah, two, about there. 98 kilograms. I don't know. Body fat percentage? Nine. Yeah. What's your yoga test? I got 18.4. How many push-ups could you do in under a minute? Ooh. Under a minute? Just straight. How many could you do straight? Can we do the under a minute? Yeah, 59 sure. seconds. How many push-ups? Uh, 70? I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> That's something I'd be Are we going to do some bad radio? Yeah. Those, are, those, are, those are dog shit push-ups. <laughs> How are your sevens guys looking in camp? Big Marty, the bucking bronco. Harpo tells the story every time about, I rode a bucking bronco up in Maggot Fest. And it was Marty Iacefo back when he played for the Jesters. <laughs> Before he was even on the mat. 55-year-old Harpo, or I don't even know how old Harpo is, but apparently Harpo tried to tackle him. 
That's probably going to go over, yeah. yeah. What's um, the team like, though? Give us a little, little breakdown of who you like, who's maybe a, a name under the radar is playing really well. Awesome guys. Awesome team culture that they got going on. Um, Will Hooley, Marcel Brock, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. It's um, Australian, dude. Yeah, Marcel is, and Will's English. Uh, people that are under the radar that are going to play well? Or that are... Yeah, that you, you see in camp, you're like, damn, you're better than I thought. How's the how's that backup scrummy? The young Safa, Ruben uh, Dahas. Ruben, Ruben's very interesting. I hope he gets some good game time and be able to show off what he can do because he's definitely, I think, the nine of the future. Yeah, very, very skilled. Um, and great vision too. And Sean's obviously crushing it right now, so he's gonna have to wait his turn. But I think he's definitely got a lot to show. Same with David, the prop, young kid, incredibly promising. Him and TT for years to come could be. The best props the USA has ever had could actually possibly dominate a scrum for a decade. That'd be nice. Yeah, because we usually are on the back foot against yeah. the world class teams. But what's the uh, what's the center combo that's getting the start? First Canada, it's going to be Bryce Campbell and Marcel. Marcel. Yeah, so Marcel's at thirteen. He's done some wing. He has done some wing. I like him at thirteen a lot. Yeah. Good communicator. Oh wow. The good draw and pass. Yeah, that he's got some back. good feet when he needs yeah. to. Bryce is obviously the hammer. And what's Gary like? Does he uh, does he have Canada all X and O drawed up? He's got Hit the film room. Everyone X and O. That's everyone. Good. He's I got all it. the stats, all the numbers, all the clips. I think he's doing those this thing now. Coaches, you know, Gruden, all them. Sorry to interrupt, Hank. Feel free to interrupt me whenever you want. <laughs> it's literally a nervous tick of mine. <laughs> but I think of uh, John Gruden, the grinders, just staying up late watching film. Doesn't really apply to rugby as much, but I th- what else is Gary Gold going to do? It seems like that's what they've been doing. It's like Gary, Gary are, probably uh, sits there when he sends you guys home and just is like, oh man, I can't wait for tomorrow's practice. Like I'm so fired up. He loves the numbers. I think He's already got done a ton of scouting for the World Cup teams, I know. But then, so we're doing a thing now where, so we get four camera views for every one of our sessions. We have like the wide view, the G, the drone view, and the close-up view. The all 30. And now the fourth one is actually all our GPS units just on a map of the oh, field wow. so they can just watch your individual unit where it moves and how fast it's moving and so it's got the whole speed track we all got ripped apart today for not chasing the kicks fast enough not hitting high enough meters per second wow yeah and that first like run out so it's super there. detailed and very data if you person. thought there was a place to hide on a 15s pitch there's not because they literally have a tracker on your back yeah. so <laughs> no, don't even you. try uh, but yeah, we're excited. Pacific Nations Cup is on, on the way. Um, we could sneak our pick in right now, but I'd rather bring us into a little culture. Um, you get to pick your intro and your outro song. What do you got? Write your own destiny right now. Right now? Oh, God. This is what gets you up? Are you the headphones in the ears guy when you warm up, or are you out talking to your teammates and getting that verbal? Yeah, think, it depends. Think about it, it this depends. way. You're um, playing professional baseball. What song are you coming up to the batter's box in? I'm probably going to go with... This is bad because I have he's, to look up who it's by. Yeah, he's stalling on his Spotify. But this is the song I listen to right before we play our games. So. It's going to be very telling. Yeah, I hope it's not. I'm probably going to get ripped for this. It's the one I had in my Instagram video, if any of you are followers. Give me a follow. I hope it's not Wonderwall by Oasis. It's Born for This by The Score. <laughs> Never heard of it. All right, that's your intro song. Born outros. for this by the score. God, I hate this so much. <laughs> Your outro song. Gonna make me you do gotta that add too. some sugar and spice. 
What's that? Sugar and spice, huh? Well, while you're looking, what's the best thing on the internet right now? We know you're a millennial. Oh, child. Um, rating Area 51. <laughs> okay, Area, yeah. rating area yeah, 51 no, 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 Area 51 We got Area 51 memes, any type of Area 51 joke. What's that happening? That's an actual event. I think yeah, it's early it's September. September. Yeah. So if I don't make the World Cup team, we're in, Logan. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Do you think that was like a government ploy to get all the loonies? Or what? No. Some blogger who just started a Hold movement? on. Back up that question. Do yeah. I think that the federal government has created a Facebook group <laughs> to try to lure people to Area 51? That's, yeah. a, that's the to question. To disappear them. No, I don't think that's the case. All right, just you gotta ask these questions. Yeah. Have you not seen the interview Somebody of the kid to. who started the Facebook group? No, he's wearing the Naruto headband. Maybe he's a government employee. Yes, he is one thousand percent not a government <laughs> employee. Uh, well, while you think about your outro song, I don't want an outro song. We are a decently sourced podcast here, Pink. Um, and we heard a particular player really enjoyed the French culture. After the awards <laughs> um, of the tournament, so yeah. how how Joe. was the nightlife in Paris? Yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe. right? Joe had a great night. Oh, that's not what I heard. <laughs> I thought it was somebody different. Is Paris? Who heard you? Who did you hear this from? Uh, like I said, you know, we're sourced. <laughs> Paris apparently has a great culture. Yeah, I wouldn't know much. Okay, I was in bed pretty early. Yeah. Um, well, you had just won your awards. So yeah, you had to shine that thing. I, well, yeah, I had to get home, yeah. be safe. <laughs> Um, I heard Kenya had a great time yeah. there on the boat. No, I wouldn't know much, though. Yeah. All right, let's play top three. Any three players to win you one game of sevens. Of sevens, okay. In their prime, injury-free. And the category is anybody you've ever played sevens with. Oh, that I've played with? Club, country, high school, college, anyone. Not against. You don't feel obliged to pick Logan and I just because we're here. <laughs> but you can. We are... Like, we're available. I right? went to Barbo 7's practice on Thursday. I will definitely not be picking Logan. What? Come on. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that in the notes. That is definite now. Um, okay, top three guys I'd pick to win any game. One game. One final. Perry, Falau, because they're going to win me kickoffs. Give me the ball, and Perry can score. Falau can find space. Um, can't go with Max, because Falau is just a better Max. Um, Don't worry, you're gonna break hearts anyway. You scratch it. So. Yeah, I probably just. Obviously, not both you and I are made right now. So, <laughs> one more spot left. Uh, we can throw Biche in the forwards. Come on. Don't mock me. Don't mock me. Don't mock me. I'm trying to think of. You did kill it. I mean, you're in Kansas City. But. Think back to the early Barbos you played with. I know. I'm trying to think of like Hunter Leland before he pulled his groin off his. Was that so good? And I was yeah. actually thinking same with Kyle Hit. He's a monster. <clears throat> he just ran everyone over. But in his prime, Kyle Hit was doing things that nobody else was. Yeah, he was running over three people every time he carried yeah. the ball. Johnny and I always refer to a group of these Eagles that come in for one-off tournaments as injury fill, like Nick Boyer, Malon. There's a big group there. Are there are there any of those guys, say, after the next World Cup cycle, after a couple guys retire, going to step in and be the guy full-time? Oh, I think Malon could be. Yeah. If Malon comes back, he could definitely be the next Danny. Yeah. Badass carrier. Is Danny going to make your top three? We're sitting on your last choice because I'm not accepting that I'm in that group. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Steve. 
Dude. I'm a scene. I've never seen him miss a tackle. Never seen him miss a tackle. He's deceivingly fast. Doesn't look like he's moving that fast, but everybody else slows down around him. It's just racism. That's all that is. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, why is it deceiving? He's fast. He's a fast person. <laughs> he's just like, he's not a small guy. He's got like this thick little trunk of a body on him, and it just looks like he's just swinging his arms and legs. That is how most people run. Well, I haven't really perfected it yet. So. <laughs> All right, you're still thinking on the outro song. Go Middle Child by J. Cole. Oh, it's a good. Hmm. Um, Pink, we're going to open it up right now to you asking us any questions that are just on the tip of your tongue or on your mind. How does it feel to live on the in the second nicest house on the street? What's the first? It's just not that For the record, we're uh, at Logan Collins' <laughs> new residence. It feels fine. <laughs> fine? Yeah, it's working. No no pride, no shame. You don't like my house? Is that I what you're saying? I love your house. <laughs> just not as much as that house. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> All right, let's pick them. We got three Pacific Nation rugby games. We'll save ours for last. We would never make pink pick. I mean, that'd be a conflict of interest to be gambling on his own team. That is true. But we got Tonga against Samoa down in Suva, Fiji. I'm putting Tonga. I did not check the books on this. And How the hell do people handicap these, by the way? It's oh, like it's teams, you don't know their lineups to the last minute. They got 40 guys in the squad. So gamblers out there, this is your chance to make money. I was going to say, the I don't know if I'm allowed to no say this, clue. but rugby gambling could be a bloodbath if yeah. you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I have Tonga as a five-point favorite only because I read uh, they're getting back Nasi Manu returning from fighting testicular cancer. Uh, he plays for Benin Treviso. 31 years old, he's only got three caps. So you know he's a grinder. So that emotional lift, I think, makes Tonga five-point favorites. Uh, who you got? Tonga Samoa. With a five-point favorite on yeah. Tonga, I'm going to have to take Samoa, but it's going to be a close game. Okay. Logan? Samoa. Yeah. Samoa with the points. I'm going with Tonga to cover the five. Wow. And uh, if you play him next week down the line, Tonga, don't tackle him by the testicles because he only has one. All right? Japan versus Fiji. Fiji just beat the Maori 27-10. Great oh, wow. game. Had a lot of fun Fijian tries. Uh, and this Japanese team, they got a lot of expats. You don't really know what they're getting out of them. The Sunwolves didn't have the best year. Not a lot of wins, and their franchise got canceled. So that sucks. Uh, but Japan is hosting the Cup, so they're getting up for this team. Let's say Fiji's a 14-point favorite at home. At home. They're at home? They're at home. Oh, 14-point favorite. I played Fiji where they've basically been at home. That's, that's a game-changer. <clears throat> so will they cover 14? Yeah, I say Fiji. Fiji covers 14, yeah. I don't know. I think Japan. Right. I think Japan loses but covers. Got it. Loses but covers. I'll take Fiji to cover. Big time champagne tries all day. They're just going to do it for the fans. Japan is it. grinders. And lastly, we have our USA Eagles. That's right. Our. The we form. Yes, sir. Sitting here with an eagle himself. Um, Not yet. No I know. Let's, let's just deflect. How many people have doubled up in caps? Sevens and fifteens. I bet we could find that list. Uh, I bet there's quite a few. Tell our listeners that, yeah, listeners, go ahead and bang that list out for us and send it to us. I mean, last World Cup, they had yeah. Danny, Testy, Falau. Yeah. A lot of crossover. Um, Chris Wild. Yep. <clears throat> Wildsy. Uh, Threaten. Yeah. Threaten. Zach Test. Testy. Yeah. Right. So, a pretty elite club. 
well, to say the least. Uh, but it would be amazing if you got your first cap in front of your home fans, which, by the way, you have any tickets? Any, any extra? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sold out. We'll, we'll work yeah, on that. We'll talk later. <laughs> I know a guy. I know Mayor Mike. <laughs> Not really. But um, here we go. USA versus Canada. I would, I'd say we're 12-point favorites at home. Maybe yep. a little more. I'll take us with 12. We used to get whooped by Canada. When I first started watching, they beat us all the time. But the last three to four years, we've been on it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, though, because they do have a strong team coming for the World Cup. A lot of MLR guys on that squad. Including Mike Shepard, the king, the king of pick and goes. <laughs> it's debatable. It's debatable, but he, nobody does a one meter pick and go better than, than the chef. <laughs> we'll see Saturday. Logan, who you got? Your Eagles at home with the altitude? Is it covered 14? 14. Yeah, for sure. I definitely own them. Yeah. I, think, I mean, really, <clears throat> I think USA Rugby is in a pretty good place right now. Obviously, sevens, but I think our 15s team's in a really good spot. Also, I think Canadian rugby is just not as strong as it's been, we'll say, just a handful of years ago. Yeah. Uh, so 14 points, yeah, we got them. Yeah, it, it's got to be hard looking at our pool saying, oh, my God, how do we advance out of the round with three you know, tier one nations? But Canada's in a pool with New Zealand and South Africa, so you might as well just close the book on that. <laughs> That's got to be pretty bad, too. Um, but this is the nut-up-or-shut-up game for us. Get down to Infinity Park. I'll never plug Glendale in my life, but the Eagles are there, so my patriotism is pouring through. It's childish. Um, Pinky, thanks for coming through. Are you sure you don't want to hold Logan to the fire on any other questions right now? Who's the best player you ever played with? Hmm. Best player I ever played with. I'm not prepared for this. Um, so probably just best... <clears throat> Man, most talent... Was probably well. He he asked a question. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm gonna answer it the way I <laughs> you want. You can break it down. No, for sure. Um, this isn't an Oscars acceptance. <laughs> first off, I would just like to thank God. Um, uh, Taman Atahu for the Denver Stampede. He was just anytime he got the ball, he was just better than anybody else. You could tell he had put up a career of playing some big time league down in Australia, and he was just. And he, he was even, I think, 34 at the time. And what he was did he still play with you guys? Was it wing? He was a winger. Yeah. That's him and Mike Garrity were the wingers. He was just a freak. Like, he was just so, so talented. Like, like one-on-one, he wasn't going to lose any one-on-ones. Defensively, he was just shutting people down. Um, so, that's the quick answer. Okay. There you go. Well, Ben Pinkelman, thanks for coming on. We'll have to engrave your eagle number on Logan's uh, wall right Bobby. here when it happens. Yep. Um, but congratulations. Now that you've been on, you're always welcome to call in. That's awesome. And, um, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Definitely have to get that going. Good to be here. Niggas been counting me out. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying. The fake ones is lit. The game is all balanced. I'm back on my shit. The bitly is dirty. My sneakers is dirty. But that's how I like it. You all on my dick. I'm all in my bag. It's hard as it get. I do not throw powder. I might take a sip. I'm talking rugby. Telling stories. Rugby pick. Let's just get a mic check. One, two, one, two. Check, check. Thanks for coming through. Oh, so happy to be here.
We got him. It's been a long time coming. Do you know that reference, by the way? So, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. No. Uh, some guy went up to Congress uh, when we invaded Iraq, and that was when we got Saddam Hussein. Now it's turned into a meme. If you ever play somebody, you do the ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I was going to say, I thought that was a Bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got him. <laughs> yeah. So here we are, Ben Pankelman in the building. So we get four camera views for every one of our sessions. We have like the wide view, the G the drone view, and the close-up view. We all 30. And now the fourth one is actually all our GPS units just on a map of the oh, field. Wow. So they can just watch your individual unit, where it moves, and how fast it's moving. And so it's got the whole speed track. We all got ripped apart today for not chasing the kicks fast enough, not hitting high enough meters per second. Wow. Yeah. And that first like run out. So it's super there. detailed and... Very data. If you person. thought there was a place to hide on a 15's pitch, there's not because they literally have a tracker on your back. Sophomore year got a little better, but even by senior year, like talking to my teammates, we'd have conversations. I'd be like, why would I pass you the ball? <laughs> I, c I could run over. I, I know there's space there. I see that. I could run there. Yeah. And they'd be like, pass. I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I got this one. <laughs> came out to select side training senior year and it was a battle with like not battle that's a cocky way to say <laughs> Glendale coaches were talking to me and Tyson was talking to me no intention of ever letting me play for Glendale so nice. I went to the Barbos practice yeah uh, well someone in the circle <laughs> fell in Played for him, but you know, we won't name names. Everything grows, it's destined to change. I love you, little niggas. I'm glad that you came. I hope that you scrape every dollar you came. I hope you know money won't erase the pain. To the OGs, I'm begging you now. I was watching you when you was paving the ground. I copied your. Those right. were the good old days, and I still never got selected for high school All Americans. Yeah, well, it said I was either too small to play in the forwards or too slow to play in the back. So, you know, they don't just, take just, just not good enough. Yeah, well, they can eat their tongues. <laughs> How does it feel to live on the in the second nicest house on the street? What's the first? It's just not that. I'm the greatest right now. Fuck if you feel me, you ain't got a choice. I ain't do no promo, still made all that noise. And it was a ton of fitness, and I'm sure a lot of people know the stories, but some people may not. It was yo-yo. As soon as you were out of the yo-yo, you had to go do half moons on the sideline, and then as soon as everyone finished the yo-yo, you did another yo-yo, and then after that, it was like five meter up downs and bear crawls till you puked. Just miserable. Um, I went to that camp, and then Carlin Isles actually hurt my elbow. I tried to fend him. Little guy threw my arm down and <laughs> hyperextended my elbow. And I didn't play the rest of that camp. And they were like, um, go back to school, keep playing, whatever. Get your education. We'll keep talking to you, but <laughs> you aren't ready right now. Um, and then I went. This year gonna be different. I set my intentions. I promise to slap all that hate out your voice. Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit, the game is off balance, I'm back on my shit. The I gotta throw my hand up there. They snuck the quarterfinal into the Saturday, and I got rounded by Gannon Moore Ooh, to start the game. That was that was five nothing. If you think that was the City. issue in that game and not Kayvon <laughs> throwing the ball away 17 <laughs> times, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> And you are too concerned about is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it. You all on my dick. I just poured something in my cup. 
There's always an inflection point. Yeah. And that probably was it. You're like, I'm getting selected on the team. They want me to start. They probably think I'm the well, best guy. So I was there, I went into it like when everyone got hurt, I was like, oh, well, now I have to start. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to start. God so I better wrap my head around that. <laughs> You're hiding. I'm going to start. I'm going to play every minute probably. So I wrapped my head around that pretty early, probably the, right after Vegas, and then was able to just act when I actually did it afterwards. It's probably when I was like, okay, I can do this. I can Not the scene. I've never seen him miss a tackle. Never seen him miss a tackle. He's deceivingly fast. Doesn't look like he's moving that fast, but everybody else slows down around him. It's just racism. That's all that is. Is that what it is? (laughs) Yeah, why is it deceiving? He's fast. He's a fast person. (laughs) He's just like, he's not a small guy. He's got like this thick little trunk of a body on him, and it just looks like he's just swinging his arms and legs. That is how most people run. Well, I haven't really perfected it yet. So. <laughs> All right, you're still thinking on the outro song. Go Middle Child by J. Cole. Oh, we did it. All that mattered, so all that means is get out of the pool, not even win the pool. Didn't even care. If we win the pool, we win the pool, but it's get out of the pool, win the quarterfinal. That's all that matters. As players, you want more money too. So, like, yeah. more stops could mean more money. But then your body is so fucked. Yeah. Like, you just can't do it. Houston in March is beautiful. They have two international airports, and it'd only be 7,000, so it'd be super exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs down to Houston and Aviva. <laughs> How big are you right now? 210, 215? Yeah, two, about there. 98 kilograms. I don't know. Body fat percentage? Nine. Yeah. What's your yo yo test? I got 18.4. How many push ups could you do in under a minute? Ooh. Under a minute? Just straight. How many could you do straight? Can you do the under a minute? Yeah, Seriously? 59 seconds. How many push ups? Uh, 70. I'm calling bullshit right now. <laughs> There's something out of here. We gonna do some bad radio? Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Welcome back, folks. If you've waited this far, you're in luck for a speed round. We got Ben Pinkelman on the hot seat. One or the other, right or left hand. Here we go. I'm going to start out with food, and then we're going to kick it to Logan for a miscellaneous round. Pinkelman, are you ready? Pinky. Stinkle dick. Whatever. Pink eye has been the new one. Pink eye. Oh, yeah. How did I not think of that? <laughs> Don't fart in your pillow. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Hamburger or hot dog? Hamburger. Grape or raisin? Grape. 
Lettuce or cabbage? Lettuce. Kettle corn or popcorn? Kettle corn. Red meat or pork? Pork. Skittles or Sour Patch Kids? Skittles. Three Musketeers or Snickers? Snickers. Crab cakes or fried cheese curds? Crab cakes. Hamburger or cheeseburger? Hamburger. Oh, you no, idiot. No, cheeseburger. Oh, he blew it. I lulled him to sleep. I, and thought, he <laughs> I thought you were trying to quiz me going hamburger or hot dog again. No. I thought you were saying I was going to say the same answer. See, I tricked you. You did. Yeah. That's why they call the lightning round. <laughs> All right, Logan's up. One shot. Benjamin, um, Denver or Chula Vista? Denver. Denzel Washington or Jamie Foxx? Denzel Washington. J. Cole or Jay-Z? J. Cole. Howard Kent or Scott Novak? Howard Kent. Taco Bell or McDonald's? Taco Bell. Would you rather have a bubble bath or a pedicure? Bubble bath. Sounds good. <laughs> Pick him! That checks out. Checks out. What year was that? Because I think you've been like maybe a year, maybe two years of like Barlow's rugby, and then something happened, and you, I don't know, you got the. I don't know if it was after 7s or 15s, but you got the nod to go down there to South Africa because that was for the Sharks camp, Well, that's right? my whole story. You know what? You know the story? I'd rather just be Let's the one that explains it. That was kind of a yes or no question. I want to be the one that's talking about it. Because you kind of, you kind of, yeah, okay, go for no, it. I'm joking. Please, please don't. Uh, so I went to the one year of the Barbos, and I tried out for the U20 team. And I got my chromes really bad, acting up. And I couldn't run or anything. And I was at the last tryout in Minnesota and was just so bad. Couldn't run more than 50 meters without like throwing up because I was really anemic and had lost all this blood from Crohn's. And so I ended up getting cut from X. I didn't tell anyone because I was trying to be tough or whatever, stupid. And then the next year I was like, okay, I really want to make the U20 team because I was still young enough. So I took a semester off from school, went straight to Barbos, was just going to play PRP, do Barbos, try to do better, and then make the U20 team through that. And I made the U20 team that year and played really well, and that's when they picked me for the Sharks Academy. The coach recommended me to the USA Rugby Foundation, who had set up a scholarship through Graham Downs. Thank God they do something right. <laughs> U.S. Rugby Foundation is excellent. No affiliation with USA Rugby. All right, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, they set up a scholarship through Graham Downs, who was a South African who had passed away living in San Diego. And that scholarship sent me to the Sharks Academy for a month. It was two weeks, actually, with the Sharks, like, at the Sharks facilities, doing training with them for two weeks, and a bunch of kids who had come in for, uh, or from around the world to do the camp with them. And then it was two weeks just playing club rugby in South Africa, which was, that was really good. That was much better. That was, I played, ended up playing for the, I think all three sides of, like, the Durban Crusaders, the, the, the under-20 side, the B side, and the A side. Like two weekends in a row. Good. Yeah. And that was a really awesome experience. And they play rugby very differently in South Africa than from what I've played, even with the Barbos U20s. It's all just bash each other. And yeah. They shocked. Yeah, just run as hard as you can hot, directly man. into each other. That's very good. That's hot, hot. That was actually very Southern good. Southern freaking man. Does Friday ever, like, did you ever get shit when, like, anytime you get tired on the sevens field, you're always taking a knee? And I would just think that. Probably naturally a coach would be, you know, just grilling you in practice, like, get up. But I don't think you do it out of exhaustion. You just seem to, like, sit down and, like, you just like chilling between plays. Like, do you ever get shit for that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's 100% a habit. But <laughs> when I first got to the sevens team, they definitely were, like, there was a lot of, even teammates and, like, coaches are all, like, stand up, stand, and I'll, okay, I stand up, and then two seconds later, I'll be back down. Yeah. And then yeah. it just keeps happening over and over again. And then you score really well on a yo-yo test or something, and they're, like, 
They care less, and then it's called then, reserving the gas. They care folks. less over and over and over again. <laughs> but then now I'm back in the 15s team, and oh my god, it sucks because everyone's just yelling at me again. To, Hands off your knees. Yeah, Stand you know, guys, up. This is just what I do. It's, it's like no, get, like I promise, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sitting just now, let me do but this. I will be back on my feet. Okay, sure. and also the science behind it is just garbage. Bending Who's, over closes my lungs. My lungs are smaller. Who's been telling you this? Well, like that's what they say, right? Open your lungs. Stand tall. Open your lungs. That's yeah. that's the biggest slowest right. shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Especially if I'm just squatting. Then my lungs are still up, but I'm also resting my legs because they aren't having to hold my whole body up. Science says I'm everyone should squat. I'm, I'm siding with Pink. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Also, when does your heart does your heart rate drop quicker when you're standing or when you're sitting? I don't know why you're coming at me like I'm disagreeing with you. Here. Well, this, is, this is something I've wanted to talk about for a while. Your heart rate drops quicker when you're sitting. Okay. Why would you not sit? You're gonna I recover. You gotta recover faster. Uh, because your pride uh, tells you your teammates uh, are tough. If they run at me, that's great. That's yeah. what I want. Okay. You think I'm tired? Come on. <laughs> I'll buy that. All right. Glad what? we got that settled. What else do you want to get off your chest? Oh, that was a big one. I'm glad that got brought up. I can't think of it. <laughs> Quick plug, Pinkelman, can you give us a scouting report on a New England free jack next year by the name of Evan Geist? Oh, my dog. We're very excited for the person who drew the logo of Rugby Pickham. It looks beautiful, by the way, Evan. It's got the big, fat, red mic. Right I hope you've started doing some tattooing. <laughs> What's he like as a player? As a player, he's hard as fuck. He's going to make all of his tackles, and he's probably going to win the collision 70% of the time, 80% of the time, knock him back. Um, he's going to carry hard, and he's going to get to every ruck he needs to. Extremely high work rate, uh, good hands. He's not going to make many mistakes. Not going to do anything super flashy, but just really solid, hard-nosed player. Does his job in the lineup. Yeah. Lifter. <laughs> Lifter. Quick plug, Pinkelman, can you give us a scouting report on a New England free jack next year by the name of Evan Geist? Oh, my dog. We're very excited for the person who drew the logo of Rugby Pickham. It looks beautiful, by the way, Evan. It's got the big, fat, red mic. Right I hope you've started doing some tattooing. What's he like as a player? As a player, he's hard as fuck. He's going to make all of his tackles, and he's probably going to win the collision 70% of the time, 80% of the time, knock him back. Um, he's going to carry hard, and he's going to get to every ruck he needs to. Extremely high work rate, uh, good hands. He's not going to make many mistakes. Not going to do anything super flashy, but just really solid, hard-nosed player. Does his job in the lineup. Yeah. Lifter. <laughs> Lifter. Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby pick.